Hi everyone, I'm Kara Scott and welcome to The Heart of Poker sponsored by A Today Poker, a podcast that looks into the personal side of the poker personalities that we often see on our screens. I use a modified list of the questions from the 36 Questions to Fall in Love study, developed about 25 years ago by psychologists as part of an experiment to see if they could make total strangers fall in love with a kind of shortcut for getting to know someone on a deeper level fast. My guest this time is an absolute beast at the top levels of poker. With over 12 million in live tournament earnings and 7 million online, Mustafa Kinnit is one of those top Italian poker players who left Italy and plays at the highest levels of the game. He's been a familiar face at the Super High Rollers and his social media is just such a fun, happy, funny look into the life of a poker pro. So I know you are super busy. So thank you so much for coming on Mustafa. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Oh, it's always nice to talk to you. And it seems like you're always kind of on the road doing fabulous things, especially when I look at, you know, your Instagram, like the Football World Cup. How much time would you say you actually spend at home? I mean, during COVID, I was home for two years. So <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> let's, let's put a perspective into that. I mean, I missed it. I miss traveling. And now that yeah. it's a bit more free and there is more life games going on. I I feel, you know, I feel blessed to have the opportunity and can do it. So, yeah, I needed yeah. it in a way. Now, one of the things about, you know, this podcast is we try to kind of get to know the person outside of poker and before poker as well. So we do this thing where we talk about, you know, where you grew up, where you were born, kind of what led you into the poker lifestyle as well. So if you wouldn't mind, like kind of taking some of the listeners through, you know, where you're from and and what the poker kind of introduction was for you. So I was born uh, in Italy, uh, in Alessandria, in the north, near uh, Milan. Uh, then at one year old, actually, I moved to Morocco. I lived with huh. my grandparents from uh, one till five. And then at five, I came back to Italy. And uh, yeah, I spent, uh, I mean, the introduction was... Let's say at nine years old, I really started to play nine, ten Magic the Gathering. Yeah. And then when I was like maybe 13, 14, I was really good at it. Uh, 15, 16, especially was really, really good at it. And, and then I saw some friends of mine that move into poker, but I always really liked card games. Like I would mm -hmm. always play any kind of card game since childhood. I have memories, you know, when I was three years old playing a card game with my nanny. No. And uh, I remember the rules of this card game. I remember I was making, you know, uh, I knew already when I started to, to go to school, I knew math in a way. And I remember I figured out with the card game. So huh. I always had really a love for card games. And yeah, it was uh, it just felt natural to move from magic to poker because the money was much more. Right. And, uh, and then, yeah, so you know, many like really good poker players have that Magic the Gathering in their background as well. Like, um, was there something about just the, the group of people that you kind of hung around with? Like you say, some of them started playing poker and then everyone kind of learned about it. Or is there something about Magic the Gathering that lends itself to like being good at poker? Yeah, I mean, yes, uh, as a game, but uh, also as a competitive environment, you know, like right. you... You already figure out when you're really young that, uh, you know, if you play better in the long term, you're supposed to win. And you mm -hmm. figure out, like, I don't know, the, the game are different, but some maths, uh, like the basic maths of both games are very similar in some ways. Because magic, yeah. you, you play with 
you know, a 60 card deck with four X's, but you draw seven in the beginning. So all your math usually is on 53 cards, four X's, where poker is 52, four mm-hmm. X's. So like the basic math of poker, you get it straight away because it's very similar. Like, you know, how often I'm going to draw this card is like the same odds of how often this card is going to come on the river. And then, but more the competitive aspect, I would say, because you believe since you are a kid that, you know, you can make money in a card game. So Mm -hmm. also when you approach poker, you approach it in a different way, I would say. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like, uh, I, yeah, he builds, he builds also, I don't know. Also, you believe in, in the long-term aspect of things, you, you know, variance, that is Mm -hmm. a big thing, you know, because. And yeah, it's just a competitive game. So it's way more complex than poker, I would say. So that helps too. Like if you're really good at magic, probably you can be a good poker player. Right. It always is so fascinating when I see that in people's background because it's such a, you know, it's not common for all poker players, but so many have that. And one of the things I'm curious about you is, um, do you remember the moment that you realized that you could be really good at poker or was it more of a progression for you? For me, honestly, I didn't have many other opportunities like, mm. uh, because I found poker really early. I didn't have like, uh, I don't know. I did, uh, I didn't grow up in a good uh, situation financially. I was living mm-hmm. by myself really young. So I, I don't know, like the prospect to study another 10 years, like barely can afford Mm. afford it and then get a degree to work didn't really seem too appealing so uh, at the same time i really believed in my card game skill because in magic i was really really good even though you know like i didn't have all the cards often i would borrow the the cards to play from my friends and give them a percentage but i was winning so i just felt that uh, you know poker was way more scalable way more bigger and you know i would eventually win something at that so right. it was like really at the same time, you know, I did, I started, I, I started very small. At the same time, I started to work as a dealer, like some part times and just support my career with like how, how I could. Did you always have that kind of belief in yourself? And did, did you have other poker players as well around you who were, you know, helping you understand that you were really, no, honestly, really good like at this game? Everybody think I was mad because I mean, I took the decision very early. So right. like already at 15, 16, I was like, no, I want to play poker. Wow. think like at 16, I was like, uh, and at 18, I was like, okay, I was ready to play live, the live yeah. circuit kind of, because I played in clubs since I was 16. And I don't know, I just felt what I wanted to do. And at the same time, I, I put 150%, you know, I would play every day, like 15 hours, like uh, even, you know, I would play the night, go sleep two hours, go to school the next day. Wow. And like, uh, it just felt natural and felt what I wanted to do. And at the same time, it didn't feel like work. It felt like mm-hmm. I was doing something. Yeah. At the same time, it was like very, a lot of problem solving. And like, it wasn't like now you didn't have data. You didn't have, uh, I don't know. I remember like I booked one, I bought one book that was Harrington, if I believe. And I don't know, <laughs> I, I read like 30 pages and I was like, no, this guy doesn't understand. <laughs> I was 16 and I was like, no, I can, like, I, I, I do it my way. It's better. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, uh, no, but it was very fun because you were go, was going a lot into problems and like trying to figure out at the same time, you know, it was, it was hard, but uh, looking back, it's, it was good times, not good times, but it's like, you know, hard times is where they build you. And yeah. like, I remember all the struggle I went through and 
that must have been, I mean, yeah. you must have been a pretty brave kid, but you know, as a teenager to be going and playing these live games, like how do you find that kind of, I don't know, like, um, character in such a young age to go and do something that most people would just be like, no way. Like I can't do that. No, but it was crazy. I would drive like 40 minutes, like <laughs> in minus 10, you know, Emilia Romagna <laughs> in the winter can be really cold, yeah. like with foggy and I would drive with my motorbike, no insurance, like oh crazy. Because, yeah, it was crazy times. But yeah, the end, after a while, I made some friends. I used to go with them with the car sometime. Then he got easier. But like, uh, no, it was a good environment, by the way. It was always quite friendly environment. Oh, good. And, uh, you know, like the buy-ins weren't big. Was always like 20, 30 bucks, 50. Like, a, and it, I mean, for me, it was huge. Like, but yeah. at the same time, for, yeah, for like, for everyone there, like, it was quite affordable, I would say. Right. So they Not were for me, people but were... for everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like for the adults? Like, did you get any heat from them? Because it can't be fun to be, you know, getting. I mean, they didn't know. Everybody, everybody knew I was 19. Ah. Yeah, in my hometown, I was 19 for like four years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just keep that because I remember like it was crazy. Like, the first day when I went, no, I was very lucky because the day before I went to play a risk tournament, okay? Uh-huh. And they didn't let me play because I was underage. Wow. And uh, it, looked, it looked very absurd to me and I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> then the next day, they invite me to this poker club to go play. And they went and they were like, oh, how old are you? And I was like, oh, I'm 19, <laughs> you know, because I always was a big, big guy and whatever. And, and then uh, I stayed 19 for like three years. Wow. Huh. What was your real 19th birthday like? I mean, already when I, was to- when I turned 18, I told them, to be honest. Right. But, uh, but yeah, like... After I didn't care so much, and if right. I was not playing there a lot. I was playing more online at the time, or like trying to travel to Italian stops and stuff like this. So, yeah, wow. But it was good because same time I was working as a dealer, and I was like quite free, and you know, like I didn't look like a typical fifteen years old or sixteen. But right. Huh. That is pretty amazing. I do wonder what the the other adults must have thought. It's- you know, they probably felt it like watching someone get better and better at it. It makes it easier to get beaten by a, a teenager over and over again, I guess, if he's going to be really good at it. They probably no, saw your success easy. afterwards. Like uh, at that time, like uh, to be honest, like I wasn't crushing the speed, so winning right. so hard. It was going through really like you just figure out the game. And yeah. I, I went through times where I was super, super tight. Then yep. to move to become super, super aggressive <laughs> and again, super tight. And, you know, like uh, at the same time, the swings were really hard. Like, you know, even losing very little, it would be really hard. And like uh, yeah. you had to manage everything. But yeah, it was a fun process. Okay. So enough about poker for a little while. We're going to dive into some of the more personal questions. Now, some of these can be a little personal. <laughs> so you are you can feel free to pass on any of them. The first one I'm going to say is... Do you believe in love at first sight? Yeah, I do. I ah. do. I do. Yeah. I think do so. You, do you have any like personal experience with it? Yeah. I mean, I think so. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Like um, the only time I fall in love, maybe probably was first sight. Like, I don't know. Like you feel like something different or like uh. a different energy to the person. I think yeah. so. Yeah. 
Nice. I mean, it can be, I don't know, it can be even like, I don't know, you feel attracted to a person and it can be not physically, but like, I don't know, just you feel around her or like, yeah, I, uh, she bright maybe a room or whatever. Oh, that's a lovely way to say it. Um, okay. So for what in your life right now, do you feel the most grateful? For me? Yeah. Uh, I would say family, friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this probably. Nice. My Are you cat. a singer much at all? Do you singer. sing? Yeah. The question is actually, um, when was the last time you sang, either to yourself or to someone else? The last time I think was maybe two, three months ago in karaoke. Ah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan, but uh, you know when when I'm go- when I'm in the mood, well, you know everyone is in the mood. I'm not gonna be the guy saying no, I'm not coming. But then when yeah. I'm there, I get the best out of it for sure. <laughs> nice. Okay, another question here. If you could change anything about the way that you were raised, what would it be? Oh, that's complicated. Uh, problematic. Oh, wow, that's a deep one. It's a tough one, yeah. I don't know. So many things, to be honest. But uh, yeah. more like time, like uh, time dedicated to you know, to your kids. This is why I want to be more free if I have a kid. Right. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, it it's very different education difference. than uh, normal education, I would say, because mm-hmm. I don't know, my parents anyway, they, they are Muslim, even though they're not too practicant, but, mm-hmm. you know, growing up from such a two different culture that is Italian, European, and you can, you know, it's very hard. So yeah, there is I some things imagine. I would change, like for sure. Yeah. But it takes like a, probably a three-hour conversation. This one, so. <laughs> It'd be a super interesting three-hour conversation. <laughs> yeah, being, yeah, growing up in different cultures is, it's something that I think about as well as a, as a parent raising a child in a country where, you know, she doesn't speak the language even yet. Because I know that for a lot of kids that can be pretty difficult, whether it's language or culture or religion, that kind of feeling of belonging to the family and then feeling of belonging to the wider kind of community, culture, society. It can be a lot of push and pull. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, what do you think it is about you or your character or even like, yeah, the way that you grew up that just drives you towards success? I mean, it's not, uh, it's an everyday process, I would say. But for me, it was like probably my competitive. Yeah. Like I always been really competitive and I never see too much poker. I don't know. I never feel accomplished. Anything mm-hmm. I achieve, I always felt like, I don't know, I could do better. I could do more. I need to prove to myself. And, uh, you know, I never felt, you know, money was the goal. But mm-hmm. like it would have been just, you know, a result. Like if you did everything right and you would be, you know, performing and competing at the highest level, then mm. money would be just outcome. So I don't know. It's very important to set up right your goals and like put your time right. For me, would mm. like I've been obsessed with it and like I only had that. Really, I put everything and the effort into that for many many years. But like, not everyone has that time or has that uh, background or has like that. I don't know. Like even the worst things can happen in your life. Sometimes can be the best things. After yeah. years, you can see it like, so, you know, everyone have a different process and different goals and different drives. So it's very personal, but, yeah. you know, anyone can succeed, succeed in this game for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe not to the same extent, but yeah, I agree. You know, it no, takes an awful lot of hard work. In that extent, I think without an obsession is almost impossible. Exactly. Because yeah. uh, it's not like even the talent. Talent, you found many people with talent, but like it's really there. The drive mm-hmm. to work every day and compete every day and like learn from your mistakes every day and be willing to do more mistakes to find where the line is, is what makes yeah. you great. Then be good like many people can be good and i think like they can make money at poker because you don't need to be the best in the world to make money at poker mm. but being great and good are two different levels right i think what you say about like the willingness to make mistakes it seems like such a key part of life like poker for sure but life as well like i think we're trained as people to not want to make mistakes like from the time we're super little and we're at school or whatever and you get into trouble if you make mistakes or you get bad grades if you make mistakes and it's like this fear of it whereas actually doing enough and trying enough different ways to make those mistakes is how you learn and get great at things right yeah and it can be you know can give you an upside even in other situations like making a mistake it's not like the mistake has only downside but often you know i'm speaking about a poker mistake of course like uh, i don't know if you have a 1k bankroll and go play a 1k tournament that's a huge mistake and (laughs) whatever you know like i'm not speaking about that i'm speaking about more like just a poker mistake like playing by the hand right like if you are willing to think about it and like you know figure out what was wrong about that then in the long term it's just not something good that happened because you know if you wouldn't do that mistake you wouldn't go through it or like found you know being also open-minded about the mistake i don't know like uh, just a simple thing for me so often like speaking with italians that uh, i didn't feel like except a few guys i never felt like they were these amazing great minds because often was very result oriented to the outcome uh-huh. and like uh for me, it was often, you know, like, I don't know, I bet three quarter pots. And then, you know, like the first time someone was like, wow, like, yeah, it was a good bet. But uh, as a bluff, and he called me and I was like, oh, I shouldn't bet. But maybe I don't know if I would have bet more. And then, you know, like in Italy, I never hear someone saying, yeah, probably you should have bet more. Like, right. often, no, no, you shouldn't bet. He was calling you where I don't know. Then outside, you see, yeah, maybe if I bet one and a half X pot, maybe it was, you know, he would have fold and like, oh, okay, next time I try. And then you try that sizing and it works. And, you know, and everything changed. And from one mistake, you learn something that maybe sometime you can go on that direction. Yeah. It's funny being in a country where um, you can't really play poker online, you know, with the wider world. I do wonder, since kind of the Italian market got shut, I mean, obviously you don't live there anymore, probably for good reason with poker, but it, it seems like it would not be very conducive to poker players, you know, being able to get better because, yeah, it would be kind of like a closed system where things just don't change very much. I mean, for many years... I think it was a blessing for many Italians. I'm not speaking mm-hmm. about myself because I always played mainly tournaments. And, you know, when I was quite young, I decided to go.com because I really wanted that challenge and playing for the big stuff. So, like, I'm very diverse, but I have many friends that, you know, like, it was such an easy field and so many guys made good money every year where in the .com they wouldn't like, you know, mm-hmm. in .com it would have been so much harder for them to beat and like uh, it's so many people. So, you know, in, in some things was bad, but for many years was like, I think, a blessing for many guys. And the smart ones, you know, like they made good money, they moved into other fields or like they moved abroad to play 
you know, dot com or like whatever, uh, whatever, and pursue pocket of a bigger career. But you know, everyone has different goals. But like a lot of people made easy money back in the days on the dot IT. I would say then you know, like now, I hope they open the market and go with like uh, a global market because it would be great, even European market. But yeah, it's very complicated. Yeah, we've been waiting for it for so many years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more question in this first set. Um, and that is just, what do you think you want most out of life? So what would make you think when you get to the end of your life, yeah, I did it, I, I lived well, I lived right, I, I did what I wanted to do? I mean, to be honest, it's like uh, that sort of feeling you have every day. In a sense, I don't know, for me, I always felt like I was very happy with my age and mm. what I did till that time. And like, I don't know, maybe the only thing like I would, I don't know, like just living every day fully and like maybe, you know, family one day, of course, is a goal. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, be loved for sure. Like when you, when you pass away, eventually you want to feel good about your life. Yeah. And leave behind love. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, yeah, it's a good way to think about it. But what would you say is your greatest accomplishment in your life? And it doesn't have to just be poker or it could be poker as well. Kind of what stands out for you as being that so far greatest, greatest accomplishment? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like I always been a fierce competitor and like I give my best. And, you know, I always been also a nice competitor. I never took anything personal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think like that for sure. And I achieve a lot. I competed at the highest level. Mm -hmm. and I'm happy, you know, for sure. My career was in poker wise. I did like, I remember when I started, my dream was to play EPT main. And I think oh. I did a thousand X my dream for sure. So, <laughs> so in terms of friendships, are most of your friends from the poker world or are they from kind of, I suppose poker for you started so young. I was going to say, are they from school or are they from your kind of teenage years? But that's all poker years. No, for you, so. it's, yeah, it's mainly poker, I would say. Like a yeah. lot of poker and then, you know, outside poker, I have many as well. But uh, right. they like poker friends, like the true friends, like I would say the majority comes from poker probably. Like it's yeah. this relationship that you would build in like, you know, now it's uh, even 15 years or like, I don't know, even Dario and Joel Luca, it's 14 years that I know, I know uh -huh. them. So it's... Uh, what do you think you value most in a friendship? Do a lot of your friends have some kind of, you know, character in common? No, I mean, there is very different characters, but I don't know, I, in a way, loyalty and like being there in ups and downs and uh, support in the time times you need or you want. Like, I don't know, it's like... Uh, a lot about going through problems together because that's a true friendship. But, yeah. But yeah. Hmm. Okay. So this one's kind of more of a like a what if question. So what if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about anything? So about yourself, about your life, your past, your future, anything else, even just the world in general. Is there anything out there that you'd really want to know? Any secrets of the universe or of your life that you'd be interested in? If one question only? Yeah, just the one. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I need some research this one. I don't know. But for sure it will be a question to 
I don't know, fix the word in some sense because yeah, that's for sure. Like uh, if you have one question, you should make a good question. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, I yeah, agree. It wouldn't be a selfish question, I would say. It would be like more problem nice. solving. How important is that sort of thing to you? Because I know for a lot of poker players at the high levels, you know, um, giving back is really important or kind of being responsible citizens and, and that sort of thing. Is that something that you spend time thinking about as well? Yes, but I'm not obsessed like others. Okay. <laughs> like, I think I we live, all know who you mean. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I, I leave it easy. Like I, of course, like, you know, I don't try to impact the world in the worst way, like except mm. uh, flying. Flying is something that we cannot uh, compromise with, unfortunately, with the job we do. But uh, yeah. over that, I don't know, like I'm quite green for sure. Right. Yeah. So if you could wake up tomorrow, this is another kind of what if question. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any quality or ability, even if they're not like something that's real, sure, like a language or something that's a superpower, what would it be? What is one thing that you really wish you could do? They think I'm very good at languages. Ah. So that is not something uh, I'm really good. Like if you leave me somewhere a few months, you come back, I would probably pick up the language. Wow. I'm so jealous. Yeah, that's a super skill I have. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> but uh, even small talk, you know, like, but really two, three months, if you come back, I would be ca- kind of fluent usually. Wow. Without do you think books, that's eh? just like your brain or is it something that you do? I think they it's just... They teach uh, me, honestly, I'm struggling. I'm trying to learn Slovene right now and it's one of the top five hardest languages in the world. And I am... It's uh, like I'm not good at the grammatic. Like I always mm. learn uh, by speaking, but I will be a good, a decent speaker, like right. an accent and stuff. But I think he really he goes deeper. I think he goes to actually the childhood when you expose mm-hmm. to different culture. You also expose already to two languages. So you already know two languages, and then you know you understand like learning languages is easy, and your brain is sort of wired in a different way right. that you you get to pick up languages easier, I would say, because mm-hmm. it's something common that I see in many friends of mine and where, you know, I really see like Italian guys, super smart, mm-hmm. uh, even Dario, that he took them really an effort to pick up the second, second language. Right. Yeah, that must be it. I think for a lot of Canadians, we're, I mean, we take French, if we're English, we take French in schools because we have the two official languages in Canada, but we don't really speak it very much, I guess, depending on where you live. I mean, something you learn in school is a little different than just being fluent and communicative. And I definitely think that Europeans, I'm very jealous of the the way people pick up languages here, even as adults. I think it's incredible. I think But some languages are very similar, right? Like when mm-hmm. you are an Italian speaker and I don't mm-hmm. know, you go to Spain three months, you will pick up some of the small stuff, like, I don't know, a small talk yeah. to a restaurant order, like, I don't know, book something is not something so complicated in, and it's, I don't know, also culturally they're similar. So it's just about really True. spending time, I would say, and put yourself, I don't know, don't be afraid to make a mistake. It's the same thing mm-hmm. like, because I don't know also with languages, if you never try, you will never know where if you try, keep trying, then you will learn and every day adapt. Yeah. But I would See, say, again. I don't know, reading memory, like yeah. uh, reading uh, the brain, probably. I don't know, as a poker player is always something. If I have to pick a power, maybe that. Memory would be a good one. 
Yeah. But I do think it's interesting that even with languages, as you're saying that, again, it's something where you have to be so willing to make mistakes and not feel, I don't know, there's like a certain embarrassment for a lot of people in making mistakes. And I think that comes through in languages as well. Like people don't want to try and sound silly, but you just have to live your life in a way that doesn't, that you just don't pay attention to those things. Yeah, also like uh, as a foreigner, like live English because English, like everybody theoretically speak English, but you know, if you're Italian and someone American comes there and try to speak to you Italian, like it's hard that you're going to be a dick. You're going to be so happy. You're going to really yeah. try. You're going to be like, no, like try like this. No, <laughs> the accent is like this, but they don't mean it like, oh no, you're speaking bad and they need to fix it. But it's like mm. really like they appreciate the effort and they're like, no, try this. Like they try to help in a way. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people take this like, oh, like I speak so bad. They correct me all the time, but it's just, I don't know the culture, how it is. And like, they feel so proud of someone speaking their language that they're like, oh, like, look, you made this mistake, but you can fix it. Like you should be really good, you know? But Yeah. I actually, yeah, that's how it felt learning Italian when I lived in Italy. Everyone was so willing to help. And I think at first I did feel a little bit like, oh no, I keep getting it all wrong, but no, no, they're actually, you getting it good and they're like, look, Italian is such a complex uh, language that, uh, yeah. you know, you've been to Calabria, like uh, <laughs> probably 60% of Italians speak good Italian. Yeah. So even less you will be. So it's, you know, with all the regions, all the dialects, so it's, uh, yeah. it's very, it's very hard, like such a complex language to speak. It really good. is. But I think if you're just looking to communicate and which is what I am, like, I'm never going to be writing a book in it but i do really want to communicate so yeah 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 that's that and that's the goal like at the end mm -hmm. of the day the language knowing a language the goal is not mm -hmm. you know like uh, writing a book in it because that yeah. is very complex and probably one percent of the people can do it after many years living in a place yeah. but is being able to communicate it in to communicate in the small or even deeper manners but being able to communicate Okay, let's do one more from this section of questions. Um, here's one. What is your one of your most treasured memories? Do you have like a mental happy place memory that you can go to when you need to? You know, I don't do that so much, but uh, mm. I don't know. It's, uh, I have many good memories and many of them is like with friendship or like many of them with friendship or like, uh, you know, goals achievement or like being through through things and figure out. So, but I don't have a happy place with a memory that I'm like, oh, wow, that's, you know, I think about that and I feel good in a way because I always feel like you need to build new memories and like go through mm. new things and it's the way that life is built. But memories are there to make you feel accomplished and at the same time make you feel good about your life and your time is hurt. Okay. How about this one? This one's again, a little bit more personal. When did you last cry either in front of another person or by yourself? Was it at the world cup? <laughs> Was it the world cup? <laughs> what is it? The world cup? No, I don't think I cried at the world cup. No, I don't think Morocco didn't win. I didn't uh, think. <laughs> no happy uh, tears. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I don't know. I don't know actually. Hmm. You're not someone who spends a lot of time crying, I'm guessing. No, I cry sometimes, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's just, uh, but it's not like uh, very common, but I don't know. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't know. Let's keep, let's, uh, let's keep, keep moving. One. Okay. How about <laughs> this one? Um, have you ever been, what you would say is terrified? Have you ever been terrified about something? Terrified about something? Yeah. Uh, terrified about something. Or in a Ooh. situation that was, you know, just terrifying. Yeah, yeah, of course I've been. Yeah, I've been, mm. for sure. Like I've been as a kid, you know? Mm. Yeah. I, I need the rest of comments. <laughs> no, <laughs> Fair I, enough. <laughs> no, it's okay. Let's keep it. Let's keep it private. If you want to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's uh, dark places in memory. Absolutely. Um, do you have any like um, like fear of flying or any of those sorts of things? Any kind of common fears that? No, that no. To, to be honest, on? I'm. I don't know. Like I love skydiving. I love scuba wow. diving. Uh, I don't know. I don't have this sort of fear. I, I have a fear of snakes, but I don't know if I see someone with a snake on the street, I will touch the snake because I want to fight my fear. So it's like wow. it's complicated, but no, I don't have like phobias or like, uh, I will say snakes, but yeah. I try to fight it. Yeah. That is, that seems some like a part of your own character where if something is a problem, you kind of go straight to it. I mean, I never, uh, I always felt adrenaline. Like, for example, yeah. even as a kid, I always loved, loved going to the airport or like take a fly or yeah. uh, I don't know, then skydiving, I really love it. It's such a good hmm. rush. And yeah, yeah. Jump, I just try to don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't live my life in fear in general. And yeah. I, I don't kind of say so many things scare me like in a natural way or animals okay. or. No, yeah. I would swim with sharks. Like if I really? Have yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm wow. not scared about this stuff. I think that's a good way to live. I think I have too many fears. I think the older I get, the more I collect. <laughs> no, no, this I'm, for I'm sure. I'm not sure if it's fear or laziness. And because just, I stop too. confronting things, you know? No, it's anxiety too. And also like you feel more responsible about other people. I don't know. True. Like I feel also it changed to me in a way. Mm. I, I yeah. used to be way more brave, but at the same time, I don't know if someone were in a group and they say, oh, let's go skydive. I'm not going to say the guy say no. Like I'm, I'm in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what would you think that your, your partner or your best friend would say is one of your most annoying habits? Do you have any annoying habits? Oh, for sure I do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe or smoking. Ah, yeah, that's a bad one. That can be annoying. Or yeah. uh, let me think. Maybe sometime lazy. I can be lazy. Really? I can be. Yeah, I can yeah. be. Yeah, not all the time, but I can have my time or like zip too much sometime. You know, when I play poker, no. I'm like yeah. such a, you know, you have so much adrenaline. I sleep four hours per night, five, six, like I don't sleep much. But mm -hmm. I don't know, for example, when a tournament finish, like you have all the adrenaline release and like I just go KO sometimes. Okay, here's another one about, this one's about how much importance you put on kind of uh, physical things. So if your house with everything you own caught fire and after you saved all your loved ones or any pets or any of that kind of thing, you have time to go back in to save one thing, what would that one thing be? Do you have any kind of like special keepsakes? Yeah, I have just one thing, to be honest. It's, hmm. uh, I mean, uh, financial value is, it is because I don't know, it's just four magic cards that I bought when I was 16. Oh. 15 and like he, in the beginning I get borrowed this card from from my friend and he used yeah. to take a cut and then it took me years to buy it 
and like uh, you know like it's where the everything started from in a way and that's something like i would want to save because it's it's valuable to me it's yeah. like uh, something that uh, yeah or uh, also a few trophies that i have at home but many of my trophies uh, you know i used to leave them at my friends and <laughs> i lost many of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> I guess it's like memories, like you said. It's always about looking forward instead of sitting yeah, in the past. Yeah, it's not like uh, financial things. Like I wouldn't think about saving my computer or like right. uh, that. No, I mean you can buy a new one, not like. But uh, more like uh, I don't know some things like the for these four magic cards have, you know, like uh, value to me in a deeper way. Yeah, for say. sure. Okay, and then thinking about the future. Um, is there anything that you've dreamed about doing for a long time, but you haven't done yet? Uh, I mean, I have a family, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you've done all the rest, I guess, skydiving, swimming with sharks, all the places no, you wanted to No, I didn't do everything. Like, there is many countries I want to visit. I didn't right. visit. Yeah, there is so much to do. I, I was actually, it's crazy. The only place I always wanted to go since I was 17, 16 was Japan and I never been. Oh, really? Yeah, I never did it. Huh. Well, that's on the list then, definitely. You've been? No, I. it's actually on my list as well. Right, I think I was traveling so much for poker for so many years that I didn't take holidays. I only traveled for poker and that was a bit of a waste, honestly. Not the traveling for poker, because that was awesome and I loved it, but I do wish that I'd gone to a few more places that were kind of, yeah, like Japan, like on a bucket list kind of thing. Yeah, Japan, yeah, is uh, yeah. on top. For sure. Okay. Also, I got invited a lot of times because Juanda lives there. Yeah. And they never made it. Ah, well, in the future. In the future. I mean, we're all traveling again, so <laughs> you never know. You can get to Japan pretty easily, so that's good. Is there actually anything you would change about your life and the way that you live it right now? Uh, yeah, some things like maybe being more, uh, I don't know, it's always, I don't know, maybe something, you always want to change some things, but yeah. at the same time, you never change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. That's uh, true. Okay. You know what? That was the last question. So thank okay. you very much. That was easy and smooth. Thank you yeah. to you. Huh? Yeah, it was fun. Oh, Some yeah. stuff are really deep. Huh? You're really Some going into you're really going into the the caves. I know it's like straight into the heart of some of these. So I backed I backed away on some of them, and because uh, I figured, you know, let's we'll just keep it the way it is. And I like that. And I am really grateful that you uh, that you opened up so much as well. So thank you. You're welcome, Cara. All right. And thank you everyone who is out there listening as well. I hope that you feel like you know the person behind the cards even better now. And join me next time on the Heart of Poker sponsored by 888 Poker.